Cleveland's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. I am happy to tell you the NHL regular season for the Edmonton Oilers starts one week from tomorrow, October 12th. They have two preseason games remaining. They play the Vancouver Canucks in Abbotsford tomorrow night. It's on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 6. The game will start at 8. They will host the Tentacle team on Friday night at Rogers Place. I, for one, am really, really looking forward to the games counting in the standings. Not that this has been, in, by any means, a boring Oilers preseason. I guess a couple of the games were quite mundane, shall we say. But there have been some very interesting stories and some very interesting players to follow such as little something happened last night that was quite exciting gives it to leon drysdale one-timer whiffed by hyman shot score hyman had it tipped home by dylan holloway and the Oilers take a one nothing lead at even strength here's holloway racing in left hand side Re shot score what an elite finish just underneath the bar. Delia, no chance. Holloway's got two tonight, three in the preseason, and Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. Never reached Holloway. Ends up drifting behind the net. Back on Holloway's stick. He shoots and scores. Hat trick. Dylan Holloway. 5-2 Edmonton. And a four-point night for the rookie trying to make this hockey club. It's Dylan Holloway with the hat trick against the Vancouver Canucks. Now, a Vancouver Canucks team that is nowhere near the caliber that their NHL team is going to be. If you're an, if you're uh, an optimistic Canucks fan, well, I guess it doesn't have to be an optimistic fan. De depending on how you look at that roster last night, there were five, six, maybe seven players that are actually going to be on the Canucks roster once the season gets going. So uh, as, as much as three-quarters of that team will not play in the NHL, while almost all of that Oilers team is, uh, is going to be in the National Hockey League. So the Oilers went out there and they uh, beat up on a roster that they should be able to beat up on. Though, you know, the game was relatively close most of the time. But Holloway took control. And the second goal was especially impressive because that was the rush down the left side where it looked like the opportunity had passed. It looked like he'd been forced too wide and too low to be able to get a great shot away, and then bango, he zips it up top for his second goal tonight. So a good performance, an encouraging performance, and a performance that I know some of you perhaps are still debating, and you're welcome to do it on this program. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email inside sports at 630ched.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. So here's the thing. We know that to some degree, Dylan Holloway has had outstanding performances against non-NHL caliber competition, such as in the rookie tournament and such as in a couple of occasions here in the preseason. So I get that. So I get if anybody is still a little bit, I don't know, let's see if he can do it over the whole grind of a season because that's clearly something that any young player is going to have to go through. They got to learn their way along, around the league. They got to learn what it's like to do it night after night, four games in seven days, back-to-backs on the road, 
playing your uh, rivals who are out to crush you, all that kind of stuff. He hasn't been through that at the NHL level. I get all that. But also, everybody on the Oilers who's played in the same games he has has played against the same caliber of competition, and most of those people have not performed to his level. So I understand why you want to be cautious, but I also think you have to give credit where credit is due. You know, there's there's one thing that we often say in the world of sports. Well, that's just hype. Well, that's just the team hyping this player up. I turned on that guy on the radio, and I had to listen spew out all that hype about the player. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Dylan Holloway, is he hype? Is he hope? Or is he a home run? Is he someone you're saying, yes, we grabbed them 14th overall. We're going to have a really good player that we didn't have to suffer through years of losing to get first or third or fourth or seventh overall or whatever. You could get him in the mid-round. Is he hype? Is he still, I hope, or is he a home run? You know, the definition of hype, because I like looking up things in the dictionary sometimes. I, I, I often carry around in my satchel a nice big pocket dictionary that I can pull out and look up the dish. You've seen me with it, Kellen. I'm always walking around with that dictionary. That's I got it book. everywhere. It's like, my, it's, it's like my companion. It's hype. very leather bound. Hype means promote or publicize, often exaggerating its importance or benefits. Promote or publicize, often exaggerating its importance or benefits. So, importance or benefits. Are we exaggerating Dylan Holloway's importance to the Edmonton Oilers? I don't think it's an exaggeration to say he's quite an important player. Because possibly a versatile player and maybe sometimes he's going to play on the uh, first or second line maybe sometimes and if we look in over the long projection uh, projected trajectory of his career you know maybe he plays somewhere in the top nine hopefully more in the top six as he matures so i don't think it's an exaggeration to say he's a very very important player a, a very very important player because the story so much for the Oilers over the last three or four years as Dreisaitl and McDavid have emerged as elite, outstanding players who have both won heart trophies and both routinely put up tons of points and are at or near the tops of the scoring races. What have the Oilers been crying out for? Support, support, support. They've gotten it from Kane. They've gotten it from Hyman. They're getting a little more from Yamamoto. We're still seeing if and when they're going to get it consistently from Pugliarvi. But maybe they're going to get it consistently from Dylan Holloway. So I don't think he's hype when it comes to his importance to the future of the Edmonton Oilers. The other part of that definition, often exaggerating the benefits of Dylan Holloway. Okay, well, what are the benefits going to be? Can he score? Let's start with let, let's start with hype. Let's start with something to me that would absolutely be hype. Dylan Holloway is going to score 50 goals because he had a hat trick last night. To me, that's absolute hype. I think 40, that's absolute hype. Even 30, well, we'll see. We don't know yet. Could Dylan Holloway, though, if I told you the benefits of him is that he could score 20 to 25 once he really gets established in the league, you know, maybe get around the same number of assists and be a really solid two-way player who can drive play with his speed and power and who is pretty responsible defensively. 
So importance, yes. I think benefits is not hype if you look at it in terms of how he's going to be used with the team, and he doesn't need to be a primary scorer on the hockey club. He's exciting to talk about. It's more exciting than what Perlini was doing last year in the preseason because Perlini was trying to get back into the NHL after having not been in the league the year before. Credit for what he did. He had some good moments in the regular season. I know some of you wanted to see him more often. He spent most of the year, though, in the American Hockey League, and he's looking for an NHL team this year. Dylan Holloway is at the beginning of the journey, and uh, it, it's it's exciting to think about where he could possibly go. I'm going to assume he plays again tomorrow in Vancouver, and he probably plays again Friday against the Seattle Kraken, and he's probably on the opening day roster and in the lineup. Is he in the top six for that game? I don't know. I would assume they still want to see something from Jesse Pugliarvi, and like it or not, it's probably competition between these two players. Because they want McDavid, Kane, and Yamamoto to be a line. Dreisaitl's been playing with Hyman. Pugliarvi's been there. Holloway was there last night. And they want the third line to be McLeod, Nugent Hopkins, and Fogel. Of course, the lines are going to change around. But that's how they're looking at it going into the season. The big question is, is if Holloway earns that spot, what do you do with Yessi? Can he play on the fourth line? Can he actually be an effective fourth line player? I don't know if he can because he's never really played that role and his inconsistencies might not fit well with that role. So what else could you do with them? Interesting comment earlier today on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Frank Cerevelli from Daily Faceoff. Bob asked him about Pugliarvi's value on the trade market. Honestly, I truly believe right now it's nothing. I don't like, and not to say Jesper RV is worth nothing. That's not what I'm saying. It's that there is no market at the moment. Most of the teams are up against the cap, aren't able to take on Yesipoy Yarvi at the full $3 million hit. There makes no sense for the Oilers to retain any money. And yes, it would be nice to, to move off of the contract, um, just from a pure cap flexibility standpoint, given some of the gymnastics that the Oilers are going to need over the next week to be cap compliant, provided that they knock on wood, have no injuries, is it doesn't make any sense. Like they're in, a, they're not in a position right at this very moment where they, they could move him. Um, it just, it's not out there. And that's, you know, to take that back to the original part of your question, I, you know, I don't know that whatever is going on with Yesapoli and his fit with this team for the future really has anything to do at all with Dylan Holloway. I was just talking previously about the idea of, you know, this is not a developmental league, and Dylan Holloway is not here because he was the 14th overall pick. He's here because he's reached up and grabbed a spot that was in front of him. This is a fight for jobs that occurs every camp, and at some point, if you're not pulling your weight, you're going the wrong direction, and you're either sliding down the lineup or you're sliding out of the lineup to someone else's. And so I think that's part of um, you know what's happening at the moment, and I don't know that it has anything to do with what's going on with Pugliarvi. They're, they're, I think they are, to your point, mutually exclusive. All right, so Frank Cervelli from Daily Faceoff speaking earlier today on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, basically saying at the moment there is no trade market for Jesse Pugliarvi. 
So we'll see how things play out over the next week. I will say this about Holloway. Regardless of who else is on the team or struggling or doing well, he deserves credit because he has come in and he has won the job. And yes, obviously he's a first round pick. Yes, he's going to get opportunities. Yes, the team is going to be invested in him. But he's pretty much checked all the boxes so far through training camp. And it's been really, really positive. Aaron Judge has homered his 62nd homer of the year. That is the most in American League history. And quite frankly, it's the most in Major League Baseball history in a season by anyone who has not been associated with steroids and performance-enhancing drugs. And I think that should be noted. Happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, so Aaron Judge hits number 62 for the Yankees against the Rangers tonight. Blue Jays rained out. They'll have a doubleheader tomorrow. They start the playoffs on Friday. That'll be exciting. 780-496-0063. We'll get to some of your comments on uh, Holloway and the Oilers as we move along tonight. We do have the Elks this week coming up between 730 and 8. Kellen Kennedy, uh, Bobby Wagner, hey. did you see the video last night from Monday night? I, know I was not watching the Monday Nighter because I was obviously covering the Oilers mm-hmm. game, but yep. some fan ran onto the field with a pink smoke bomb, yes. and Bobby Wagner absolutely leveled the guy. Uh, he let him video? up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they used to play for the Seahawks, our team, who are mm-hmm. actually uh, scored a lot of points with yeah. Gino Smith at quarterback, who I still don't have faith in. And Gino we trust? And I, I occasionally, uh, maybe two or three times a year, something like this will happen. A fan gets involved. I, I remember, it might have been last year now, some fan at a golf tournament just took a club out of, uh, it might have been Rory's bag, and started taking practice swings before people right. were yeah. thinking like, okay, this guy doesn't mm-hmm. belong here. But I, I will I will say this, and I, I do not consider myself a violent person. I, I don't want people to get injured, but I also have uh, zero sympathy for fans who run onto the playing surface, whatever surface it is, and get taken out. Mm. Like I, I just think that is the the lowest form of fandom. Yep, is running onto the field, delaying the game, and you're putting yourself at risk. That you you are putting yourself at risk. Now, would I like to be hit by a 230 pound? I don't know how much Bobby Wagner, but every football player outweighs me is is stronger <laughs> than me and knows how to tackle and yeah. hit better than me. Correct. Yes. Uh, and I I would think even though I'm a kind of a small guy, I would think that goes for most average men. Uh, even if you're a, a decent, uh, like unless I'm talking to some pro athletes out there, or, or and, I, and I know there are some listeners to the show who've played high-level sports, that mm-hmm. that's fine. Most of the people listening, even if maybe you're bigger or in pretty good shape, you're not going to stack up against a football player. Um, so if you run onto the field, in my mind, you are basically saying, well, whatever happens to me, I, I accept that. I, I, I accept that. I, I might get drilled by a pro football player. I, I I just think that that is one of the, not one of, probably the stupidest thing you could do at a sporting event. Right. Like, so if, if you're running on the field, to me, you're, you are fair game. And again, if that, if that guy would have got injured, God forbid, killed, whatever, of course I would have s- sympathy for it. But another part of my mind would be thinking, he put himself at risk and knowingly went somewhere he knows he is not supposed to go and put himself amongst a group of athletes 
who are far, far superior than him in terms of speed, strength, tackling mm -hmm. ability, everything yeah. that they would need to do to remove him from the game. Right. And, you know, another thing to add to it, too, is this this was all uh, speculative reporting afterwards and that stuff, and I have to yet to see, uh, you know, an update on the situation. But last night they were uh, looking into the fact that one of the security guard or police officers that was chasing this person on the field uh Act may have uh, blown an ACL or something because if you watch the early part of the video, there's an officer that goes down and he goes down and he's clutching his leg big time. So, yeah, All you're right. putting yourself and others at risk when you do that. So just don't do it. Yeah, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, play of the night by Bobby Wagner. Oh, uh, yeah. Quickly here, give me a give me a message on Holloway and then we'll do more later. Okay, well with Dylan Holloway, we'll go with a greaser who just simply says home run Holloway. So he is voting home run. Good to hear from Greaser. And Norman the Combine quickly. Uh, just ask Brendan Perlini about night after night in the NHL. And then dot, dot, dot. So there we go. Well, yeah, Perlini wasn't able to do it. Will uh, Holloway be able to do it? We'll see. But he's uh, he's obviously made a case for himself to get some games here. Uh, more from you a little bit later on. we got Blake Dermott coming up. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Thank you.